Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Song to Song on today's statistics episode. Song to Song is the new Terrence Malick film that came out this year, and uh, I went and saw it yesterday, and I don't have a lot to say as far as a review episode would go, but given the uh, pedigree and size of the cast, I thought it would be a decent film to uh, track the statistics for. So, Song to Song... Again, I said I watched it yesterday, April 5th. Uh, Clocked it at at 2 hours and 4 minutes, 124 minutes, and it is a 2017 release. It has a 47% on Rotten Tomatoes at this moment, and I ended up giving it a 54, so roughly the same range. I wasn't very high on it, but I respected a lot of the elements of it therein. Uh, The summary I gave it on my spreadsheet is... A modern love story, which, mm, you know, doesn't really tell you anything at all about the movie, but there really isn't anything to the movie in that sense. Uh, there are a lot of characters, there's really no narrative, and it's kind of just fleeting moments shared between these characters as they move through time and space and emotions. So, this is uh, directed by Terrence Malick. This is the seventh Terrence Malick film that I've seen, and it ranks as his sixth best, uh, falling just behind Days of Heaven and just ahead of what I think his worst film is that I've seen, uh, The New World. It comes uh, a year after Night of Cups, which I actually really enjoyed. I I actually had a great time with Night of Cups, and I think, you know, it's a very similar style to Song to Song, but... At least Knight of Cups follows a single, a singular character, and and at least there's some way to ground you in the experience. Whereas Song to Song, it's much more difficult to find your bearings, as it were. Song to Song lowers Malik's average film rating to a seventy point seven one, and uh, is uh, keeps his value the same at twelve and drops his score to an 84.71, so he falls from 371st place uh, to 449th. Uh, Yeah, so he's still quite fairly high in in the rankings, uh, all things considered. There are 1,925 directors represented on my spreadsheet at the moment, and he is uh, in the top quarter of them, and I think that that's pretty solid. He is also the writer for Song to Song, the only writer uh, credited, and uh, this is the fifth film that I've given him a writing credit for. I'm sure there are others. I know I'm betting a couple of the films of his that he directed he has writing credits for, but I just haven't gotten to them yet, I guess. Uh, this is his lowest of the of the five films that he does have a writing credit for, 
and lowers his average film rating to a 76, 75.6 and drops his score to an 87.6, which puts him in 950th, which is uh, a top third. Uh, you know, there are 3,600 writers represented on the spreadsheet. Uh, this puts him just behind Joe Ranft, who has uh, writing credits for Toy Story, Beauty and the Beast, A Bug's Life, Cars, The Rescuers Down Under, and uh, Mater and the Ghost Light, which is a short film from the Cars universe. And just ahead of Frank Darabont, who is has writing credits for The Green Mile and Shawshank Redemption, uh, Meg LeFou, Lefauve, Lefauve, something, uh, who has writing, who is writing credits for Inside Out and The Good Dinosaur, and uh, a couple of others, just uh, on par with those two. Moving on, so the the actors in this movie, there are a lot of them, and a lot of, and they're very highly rated, uh, as it turns out. You know, Malik generally finds very pretty talented actors to star in his movies this is no exception and uh, we start out with the fourth highest ranked actor on my spreadsheet Kate Blanchett this is the 31st film of hers that I've seen and it ranks as her 25th highest film falling between The Shipping News which is ahead of it and Making a Scene which is behind it this is the third film of hers, rated in the 50s, and lowers her average film rating to a 70.23, and her score to 134.23. Uh, she remains in fourth place, uh, just uh, four-tenths four of a point ahead of Helena Bonham Carter, but now just over four points, full points, four full points behind Philip Seymour Hoffman, who is in third. Staying in the top 50 is Ryan, we are with Ryan Gosling, uh, current, who drops to 41st overall. Song to Song is the 15th Ryan Gosling film that I've seen, and ranks as his 13th best, uh, falling behind Crazy Stupid Love and ahead of Touch of Evil. Song to Song is the first film of Ryan Gosling's that I've seen, rated in the 50s, it lowers his average film rating to a 75.93, and it lowers his score to a 110.93. Uh, this puts him behind Casey Affleck in 40th and ahead of Denzel Washington in 42nd. Interesting note, all three of these actors were nominated for Best Actor at the last Oscars. Uh, funny, that's interesting. They're all just nestled together right there. <laughs> um, jumping outside of the top 100 now, at 134th, we have Michael Fassbender. Uh, Song to Song is the 25th Fassbender film I've seen and ranks as his 18th overall. It is the second film of his I've seen rated in the 50s and falls uh, one point behind Trespass Against Us and uh, seven points ahead of Haywire. Song to Song lowers his average film rating to a 64.72 and uh, lowers his score to a 100.72, which puts him a tenth of a point behind Ben Kingsley and 
uh, two hundredths of a point ahead of Carey Mulligan. Michael Fassbender. Just outside the two hundred, the top two hundred is Holly Hunter, ranked two hundred and eleventh. Song to Song is the sixteenth film with her in it that I've seen, and the eleventh overall. Uh, fitting between Crash, not the Oscar winner, and Moonlight Mile. Song to Song is the second film of hers, uh, rated in the 50s that I've seen, and lowers her average film rating to a 67.81, and her score to a 97.81. This puts her uh, less than a a hundredth of a point behind Keanu Reeves, and uh, two hundredths of a point ahead of Liam Neeson. So she's in, mm, I guess I would call that good company. It depends, depends who you ask. I would call that good company, Keanu Reeves, Liam Neeson. Uh, I know I know there are people who would not, however. Um, at 255th is Natalie Portman. Song to Song is the 28th film from Natalie Portman that I've seen and ranks as her 22nd overall, falling just behind Jackie and just ahead of Star Wars Episode I, The Phantom Menace. Song to Song is the 28th film of hers that I've seen. I think I already said that. uh, I meant to say is the third film of hers that I've seen rated in the 50s and lowers her average film rating to a 62.64. It lowers her score to a 96.64, which puts her um, three hundredths of a point behind uh, a trio of people, including Sidney Poitier, Bruno Kirby, and Catherine Ross, uh, but puts her five hundredths of a point ahead of Mark Ruffalo. Um, Next is Rooney Mara, ranked 510th. This is the 14th film from hers, of hers that I've seen, and the 11th best overall, falling just behind The Discovery, which I saw uh, only a couple of days ago, and just ahead of Touch of Evil, which I believe Ryan Gosling was in. Uh, Song to Song is the third film of hers rated in the 50s, and lowers her average film rating to a 68.07, and her score to a 90.07. She is one hundredth of a point behind Liam Cunningham, who is, uh, what's his name from Game of Thrones? Davos, Davos, I believe, with the messed up hand from Game of Thrones, and puts her two hundredths of a point ahead of Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. Next is Angela Bettis, who is, um, if you've seen the movie May uh, from like the early aughts, uh, Angela Bettis is the starring lead role in May, the titular May. Uh, Song to Song is just the third film that I've seen featuring Angela Bettis, and uh, May being the best one, Girl Interrupted at number two, and Song to Song at third. It is the only film of hers rated in the 50s, lowers her average film rating to a 73.67, and her score to a 79.67, and uh, puts her in 1077th place. Uh, 
just behind Rashida Jones and just ahead of Sarah Silverman. Another name that probably won't sound familiar is Linda Imond. This is the seventh film of hers that I've seen and her fourth overall. It is behind North Country uh, and ahead of Dark Water. She was also in Indignation, which came out last year, Julie and Julia, the Amy Adams Meryl Streep film, and the remake of Old Boy. Song to Song raises her average film rating to a 53.86 and her score to a 54.86. Alan Cumming uh, and and Valerie Tian, who I don't recognize the name of. Uh, but Alan Cumming is definitely good company. It's a shame that he is so lowly ranked. Next is Val Kilmer. He has a very small role in the movie. Song to Song is the 13th Val Kilmer film I've seen and ranks as his sixth overall, uh, slotting behind The Prince of Egypt, for which he does voice work, and ahead of Deja Vu, the Denzel Washington film. Song to Song raises his average film rating to a 49 and is the only film of his rated in the 50s, raising his score to a 52. Uh, this puts him at 2,745th place, tied with uh, a whole host of other people, including uh, Ian Grufford, who is the uh, who's Mr. Fantastic in the first Fantastic Four live-action film in the early 2000s. Uh, also puts him tied with uh, Rory McCann, who plays um, the Hound on Game of Thrones as well as Matthew Fox from Lost and Aza Butterfield from Ender's Game or The Space Between Us. So uh, quite a few people. Val Kilmer. Next is Callie Hernandez. This is the fourth film of hers that I've seen and ranks as her second best. Uh, Callie Hernandez, also probably a name that you're not familiar with, but she was in La La Land, I believe as one of the friends, uh, uh, roommates of Emma Stone's character in the early part of the movie. She was also in the Blair Witch film that came out last year and Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. Uh, Song to Song raises her average film rating to a 46.25 and her score to a 45.25. Uh, that puts her at 3,023rd place between uh, Marceline Hugo, uh, who I'm not very familiar with, but she was in The Messenger, Fur, An Imaginary Portrait of Diane Arbus, and Girl Most Likely, and puts her ahead of Chris Noth, uh, who is, uh, I believe, Mr. Big from Sex and the City, uh, as well as Katie Strickland, and uh, Ray Park, mm, who is an X-Men. I don't know. I don't. A lot of names at the bottom that I really don't recognize. Uh, but I've seen them in things, and... Uh, 
they've been there, so that that is the last person. Uh, there might have been one or two other names, uh, but they just weren't on the spreadsheet yet and would have been had I taken the time to add them there, but I've decided that given my physical limitations in typing, I am not going to add any new people to the spreadsheet unless they were nominated for an Oscar for the performance in one of their films. And so I have made a bookmark folder with all the people that I mean to add later once I am healed. So, song to song. Moving on to genres now. Uh, it, I track it as a drama, uh, lowering the average rating of dramas to 63.95. I give it a music tag as well. There's a ton of music that happens in the movie both on screen and uh, above what's happening, lowering the average rating of music to 61.65, and romance, lowering that to 59.16. It does pass the Bechdel test with flying colors. There are many female characters in the movie that do somehow, even though it's Terrence Malick, manage to talk to each other, uh, particularly Rooney Mara and her lesbian uh, lover about two-thirds into the movie halfway into the movie and it is rated R for things doesn't have any Oscar nominations I doubt it gets any Um, maybe the only thing it has it shot at is cinematography because it does look quite stunning personally for me uh, I have it at I'm giving it a couple of slots right now on my Circle of Film Awards at the moment. Let me pull that up really quickly. So I have Michael Fassbender as Best Male Lead Performance alongside Daniel Kaluuya, Keanu Reeves, Will Arnett, and Hugh Jackman. I have Rooney Mara as a Best Female Lead Performance alongside Britt Robertson, Allison Williams, Emma Watson, and Scarlett Johansson. And then... And then I give best I give it a Best Tactile Effects nomination at, as well right now, alongside John Wick Chapter 2, The Great Wall, Logan, and Beauty and the Beast. Uh, the Tactile Effects Award, mostly for the uh, sort of the, the sets the houses that they're living in in you know most of this film takes place in Austin it looks gorgeous the costumes i thought were quite stunning despite the fact that it's a modern contemporary setting and uh, yeah i just think it it's a film that looks great and so i'm recognizing that for now i i we'll see how how long it can stay in that position And finally, uh, how it impacts the year of 2017 overall. So uh, this raises the average rating of 2017 films to 40.79. It is the 33rd film from this year I've seen and the 329th film I've seen in this calendar year. Uh, It is the 13th drama, the third film with a musical tag, and the sixth romance that I've seen this year. 
for pa for passing the Bechtel test, it is part of the 45.45% of films that have also passed the Bechtel test with a three, and it is one of the 13 films from this year given a rating of R, which puts it tied with the number of PG-13 films I've seen for the most uh, MPA-rated thing for this year. Um... Yeah, so that's song to song. I don't, you know, that's pretty much all the statistics that I have for it. The other thing, though, so as far as this year goes, that puts it currently at the 10th best film on the year. Two points behind The Discovery and three points ahead of A Cure for Wellness. Um, all three of those films somewhere in the middle right now. Uh drifting toward the top end of the total films that I've seen for the year because there are quite quite a few films at the bottom. And then looking at last year, there were three films that I gave a 54 to last year. Uh, the first is a documentary, Lo and Behold, Reveries of the Connected World, which is a documentary that got a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes and... My issue, I, I think it's a documentary that raises a lot of interesting elements and interesting points and looks at the internet and its origin story, in a sense, how it's impacted our society. But the problem I had was it approaches this idea from so many different angles that you never really get a full sense of any of them. And the film is only about an hour and a half long, so it doesn't take enough time to explore any particular topic for too long. And I, you know, by the time I got into, uh, you know, learning about where the internet came from or learning how it's affecting certain people, then we would switch over to something else. And that was very jarring. I didn't really appreciate that so much. Uh, also rated in at a 54 is Allied, Oscar-nominated film Allied, which is uh, two resistance fighters fall in love after their mission. Uh, you know, this stars Marianne Cotillard and Brad Pitt. It's fine. I didn't love it. I think, you know, it looks good. There's a reason it got nominated for below-the-line categories. But all to altogether i felt very underwhelmed by it as far as the plot and characters goes uh brad pitt in particular i i think was not at the top of his game for this film but uh you know it, it's it's not as egregiously terrible as song to song is as far as the narrative goes by any stretch of imagination but on the other hand, I don't think it exceeds as well as Song to Song in the technical elements of it either. And third is The Take. Uh, the Take is a thief helps a CIA operative against the terrorist plot. I believe this stars Rob Stark uh, as well as Idris Elba and a couple of other people. It's... Very standard, rudimentary type of film. 
you know, the plot is exactly the movie. And, but what kind of like makes it not bad for me was the uh, chemistry between the, the, the actors. I think Idris Elba and uh, the guy that plays Rob Stark and uh, there's a woman as well. I think the chemistry between the three of them is actually quite good and that elevated the film enough to put it into the 50s and not somewhere below that. Uh, so, you know, they kind of, all these movies in this sort of mid-50s uh, and, and 50s in general range have a sort of, yeah, these are movies that are enjoyable for some aspect of the movie, but there are other aspects dragging them down. That's generally how these things go. And, or there's some degree of, well, I liked it, even though it's not good. You know, I'm willing to admit that, like, this is not a good movie, but I still liked it. And so it ends up in that sort of average, okay, 50s range, for me, at least. And so that's Song to Song. Those are that. This has been the statistics episode for Song to Song. I hope that Terrence Malick can find a different way to direct movies going forward. I, I mean, he gets such great talent. It's a shame that he sort of wastes it, depending on who you ask. And that's uh, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, or answers, you may direct those to circleoffilm at gmail.com, as well as anything else you may want to share, divulge, or something. If you are interested in other episodes or the Circle of Film Awards, which are continuing to be be updated, uh, as well as the scavenger hunt superlatives and uh, things of that ilk, All of that can be found at circleoffilm.com. And as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same goodnight. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long, farewell, I'll be the same Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.